Hey paranormal and supernatural enthusiasts and fans, I'm Jazzy. Tonight I'll be sharing one of my many haunting experiences that my family and myself have had over the years. I was just wondering how many of you out there have had hauntings from animals, or perhaps your deceased pets. The story I'm going to share with you tonight is about our cat Sandy. Back in the 80s, we found a feral cat under a house. She was in pretty bad shape. My parents took forever to coax her out from under the house. When we finally got her, we took her home. She was quite the wild cat. She tore everything, and I mean everything, up. She ripped the couch. She ripped the walls. She dug into the drywall. She ripped into table legs, curtains. She shredded bedding. She shredded anything that she could shred in the house, clothes, you name it, she tore it up. She even clawed at my feet sometimes at night if she got really playful, and that was never fun. After a year, my parents had pretty much had enough. Now, mind you, this is before we knew how awful decline a cat was and how terrible it was for the cat. My parents took her in and had her completely declawed. When she came home from the vet, she was extra, extra grumpy. Mom said it was just the surgery and she would be back to normal not too long after. Around two weeks, we removed the bandages, and she seemed to be doing okay. She started begging to come sleep in my room at night, and I was okay with that. I will tell you guys right now, I am a very heavy sleeper most of the time. Um, one night, I woke up, and my feet were hurting, and I mean, they were excruciatingly hurting. I saw Sandy on the end of the bed, and I looked at my big toe she had actually bit the toe and it was bleeding. I went into the bathroom and cleaned off my toe and I went back in my room and shoot her out and closed the door. The next night, I woke up to Sandy growling. My toe was in her mouth and I had to wiggle and yank her off of my foot because she would not let go. I shoot her out again and close the door. This went on for several days. I started wearing shoes to bed because I was terrified that she was going to chew on my feet again at night. And that seemed to work. I would wake up to her gnawing on my shoes. And if you're wondering how she got in when I wouldn't let her in, my mom would let her in the room because she would cry to actually come in and spend time with me is what my mom thought. But she had no idea what Sandy was actually doing to my feet. After a week of her gnawing on my shoes, I woke up to her growling right by my face. Um, I tried to shoo her away and she lunged out and bit my ear. She would not let go. The noises she was making were absolutely terrified. When I tried to get her to let go, she grabbed more of my ear in her mouth and bit down. She actually bit all the way through my ear. When I finally got her off, I hadn't told my mom what the cat had been doing, but I did start pushing my dresser up against the door so my mom wouldn't be able to let the cat in at night. A few days went by and my foot was starting to hurt pretty badly. I was wearing several socks to put pressure on my foot to keep it from hurting and wearing a tight pair of boots. When I was at school, I sat down and I started crying because I was really, really hot and I didn't feel good. 
The nurse took my temperature and it was around 101 and she asked me if I was hurt or if I was feeling bad and I looked down at my feet and I pointed at my right foot. She took my boots off and my socks and actually found out that I had gangrene in my foot. She was freaked out of course and I told her about the cat so she called my parents. They rushed up to school and took me to the doctor. Mom asked me how this had happened and I told her that the cat had been chewing on my feet for weeks and she looked at my dad. My dad looked at her and nodded and dad left after we got to the doctor's office. When I got home, Sandy was gone. They told me that they took her to someone with an enclosed barn so she would be happy and safe. I believed them, of course, because I was just a little kid. A week later, I woke up to feeling something moving around at the end of my bed. I opened up my eyes and saw a pair of eyes glowing. There was a hiss and a low growl, and all of a sudden, my feet started hurting again. I turned on the light, and she was gone. This happened every single night for months. She would either be at the end of the bed or right next to my face, growling and hissing. And when she did that, my feet would automatically start hurting. Eventually, I wasn't sleeping very well. I was grumpy and cried a lot, and my parents just chalked it up to, I'm sad that the, you know, cat had been given to someone else, though I did find out years later that my dad actually had her put down. So they got me a puppy for my birthday. His name was Buffy, and he was absolutely adorable. The first night he slept in my room, she didn't show up. The second night, I heard him growling, and then I heard her growling. All of a sudden, he leapt at her, and they tumbled off the bed. There was a huge ruckus, and my mom came in, and Buffy just jumped up on the bed and laid down next to me. Mom asked me what had happened, and I told her I didn't know. And from that day on, Buffy slept next to me, and she didn't come back. I was 15 when Mr. Buffy died. He was eight. The night he died, she showed up at the end of my bed. She growled, and I just whispered, look, I didn't know they were going to put you down. Please stop being mad at me and just move on already. Her eyes closed, and she hopped down. And now, every once in a while, I'll still see her, but she isn't aggressive anymore. It's still very, very unsettling, though. Well, that's my bit for the night. If you would like to share a story with me, please write hauntedtaleswithjazzy at gmail.com, or you can contact me on Twitter at, at TalesJazzy. You guys have a good day or night, and I'll spook you later.